Hello and welcome to A Mighty Practice, a podcast about how to identify and overcome your creative roadblocks. I'm your host, artist and coach, Christine Garvey. In each episode, I'll share challenges I've encountered in my own creative practice over the last 15 years and techniques I've developed to work through them. If you're feeling blocked, frustrated, or overwhelmed in your creative work and you don't know where to go, you are not alone, my friends, and you're in the right place. What's going on? Happy Friday. Hope you're doing well. Things are slowly going back to normal. Are you experiencing that? As Did you see your first horde of people without masks on outside? I went to a friend's birthday party um, last week and it was outside at this really amazing beer garden in Austin and it was packed and no one was wearing masks and Everybody was hugging and there was handshaking and there was like just normal social interaction. And I have to tell you, it totally freaked me out. It was really nice, (laughs) but I was very overwhelmed with how fast we are kind of like zapping back to how things were pre-pandemic. It's like we're, we're ready to forget. We're ready to move on. And I have to say that I feel, you know, hesitant about that, not just, you know, from the the practical perspective, but I feel hesitant in how things are speeding up so quickly with not a lot of um, intentionality and space. And I feel that as as a creative person, I feel this kind of rush for things to return to normal. And I imagine that you are feeling the same way. You know, how do we return, wait, what is back to normal, quote unquote, mean in this new reality that we're living in? And also, what can we learn from this past year in the pandemic and being stuck at home and having all of these various uh, re-examinations of different aspects of our lives, our personal life, our political lives, our spiritual lives, our creative lives, all of that stuff. We have done so much Uh, reflection on these various areas of our lives and we don't think intentionally about what we want to be different what we want to set aside what we want to cultivate more space for I see it as a real missed opportunity so I wanted to create some space today for you to think about that and to give you some tools to do that because I know that's something that I have been doing in the last few weeks and I have found it super super helpful Because over the last year, I've had lots of big changes. I mean, one of them was just having canceled, a million canceled plans. What happens when you have a whole lot of space that's been created just from having things canceled? You get to make new considerations around what you want to be doing with your time, what you need to thrive, what you are doing out of obligation. The stuff that was maybe not filling you up uh, or serving you in the ways that you realize, what you thought you should be doing, what your life should look like. So this is an amazing moment, as much as it feels like a scary shift, to consider what do you want going back to normal, quote unquote, to look like for you? What do you want your post-pandemic creative life to look like 
you get to decide. A lot of us are really just kind of popping back to normal uh, without a ton of reflection. So this is a moment where, where it would be, I think, really useful to do an audit of the last year. So I'm going to give you uh, an exercise to do that. Let's get into it. Okay. So there is a book uh, called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I don't know if you've heard about it. Uh, it's by this author, Steve Stephen Covey. And I read it a, a while ago. There's some stuff in it, you know, that's like, it's not my vibe. But there are a couple ideas that I got from this book that have really clicked. And one of them is this concept of the emotional bank. All right, what is the emotional bank? In every relationship that you have with another person, you have an emotional bank, right? And you make deposits in that emotional bank um, through doing, you know, trust building things to, to cultivate that relationship with that person, right? Maybe it's like following through, showing up, supporting them, right? Like listening, all that stuff creates deposits in the emotional bank. It helps you have a stronger relationship with this person. It builds trust. But, you know, you can also take things out of that emotional bank. Maybe you make asks of them. You, you know, need need them in some capacity, right? You, you have, um, you make collections from that emotional bank. And so ideally in any healthy relationship, it's a give and a take. You make deposits in your relationship bank with other people and you take things out, right? It's like that's how, that's an exchange. But uh, a great way to assess is if, you're, if your relationship with somebody is really not, working it's often when they are making a lot of you know pulls from your emotional bank they are taking 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 from you and they are not putting back in they are not making deposits to that bank so if you've ever had a friend or a boss i think a boss is a good example where they are making asks and lots and lots of asks but they are not showing up for you they are not giving you something in return. They're not seeing your work. They're not recognizing you in some capacity. What happens is that bank, the, the, the balance in that bank gets really, really low. And the trust is in relationship to that bank balance. So your trust of that person becomes lower and lower. You with me? Okay. So my transference of this concept is to the creative bank. You guessed it. You also have a creative bank as a person, as a creative person. So there are things that fill up that bank that you can put in your bank to make you feel energized, inspired, proactive, all that really good stuff you need to make things. And then there's stuff that taxes you, that takes energy out of your creative bank and exhausts you and oftentimes we we know the things that fuel us but we're not super conscious of the things that tax us that take from our creative bank and I think this year was so amazing for assessing how our creative bank is operating what we can do to fill it up and what is the stuff that was taking away from it from our energy to create that we can reevaluate and, and be more aware of moving forward. Okay, so I'm going to offer you some questions for thinking about your creative bank, uh, what fuels you, what taxes you, 
And how do you want to use that information to consider your post-pandemic creative life? Okay. This can happen in a list. This can happen in uh, like a little matrix if you want to make like a grid matrix of like pros and cons. Uh, But here are some questions to get you started. So looking back on this year, what did you realize you needed in order to thrive creatively? What fueled you this year? Was it community engagement? Was it being like involved politically in your city? Was it resting, sleeping, taking time for yourself? Was it doing mini trips? You know, you, maybe you couldn't travel really far, but maybe you did some, some mini trips that really invigorated you. For me, when I did this exercise, I realized how much I miss traveling. I One of the things that I do creatively is I go to Italy every year and I teach a drawing program there for artists. If you want to learn about it, you can go on my uh, website, christine-garvey.com. But uh, I love Italy. I have lived in Italy. I met my partner in Italy. We're obsessed with Italy. And we go every year and we run this this program and we, you know, would do some vacation and we, you know, see some art and we just really, it's a huge, huge fueling experience. And I really center my life around being able to do it. So I didn't get to do that this year. And I realized how much I missed it, how important it was, because the things that fuel you are not all created equal. Everything that you do to fill up your well, to fill up your creative bank, has different intensities to it, has different points. That's how I think about it, like inspiration points. So little things that I do on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, like going on a walk, or, you know, connecting with somebody or drawing by myself, right? They get assigned a certain amount of points. Maybe it's like 10, 20 points, things like that. But when I do this big trip, I get like a thousand points from that. When I see a really amazing museum show, I get like a hundred points from that, right? So the the idea of this is that things, uh, you get to assess where there is impact, What is impacting you the most in terms of the fuel, in terms of the inspiration, and making sure to build that into your life. If you had a year without it, oh man, you can just, you you know how much it affected you. So that's the first question. What did you realize you needed in order to thrive creatively? What fueled you this year? Or if it was missing, what was missing? Like what did you, where would you need more fuel? Okay, think of everything that fills you up and how much. I want you to assign kind of an impact that goes with that thing, that fuel. Is it a little bit, it fuels you up a little bit or fuels you up a lot, right? Okay, make a range of what those things are and how they affect you. The next question is the, is the opposite, right? What is something that taxed you? creatively this year so we had what is the things what are the things that fueled you and how much and then what is the stuff that taxed you creatively this year this is the stuff that took out of the bank all the things that took your energy that that depleted your creative bank was it not having childcare? oh my god for all of our parents out there like what a huge fucking year 
this was, it must have been exhausting to do that, right? To not have that creative space. So was it not having childcare? Was it being on Zoom too much? And and like looking at your screen and feeling exhausted by that and not, you know, getting up and putting pants on and brushing your hair and, do, you know, like was it being in your house and being on Zoom too much? Did that tax you creatively? Being at home? Was it dealing with income insecurity? Was that incredibly taxing for you and exhausting for you? to have that that insecurity. So make a list of the stuff that really depleted your creative bank, depleted your creative well. Some of it you are not going to, maybe you couldn't control. But some of it, what can you control from that list? What's the stuff that depleted you that you know moving forward you want to be different? You don't want to be as you know central in your life anymore. You want to be conscious that it depletes you and... To make a change there. That's number two. Number three, what's something that you thought you would miss, but you didn't miss at all? This is the most helpful question. Everyone went into this year being like, I really, oh, I feel like I'm going to super miss that thing or I or to showing up in that way. And are you surprised by something that, that you don't miss? That you're like relieved in a weird way that you don't have the expectation of doing anymore. I personally enjoyed having a break from being overscheduled. I don't think I would have ever admitted this. There was no art openings that I had to attend. All my work trips got canceled. Uh, You know, I didn't have to coordinate with my family about every visit we were going to do. I didn't have to try to make that wedding or that kind of event that someone needed me to be at, there was a relief from that over scheduling. And when I look back at what I had actually planned for 2020, it looks insane to me now. And I wonder what percentage of that was stuff I wanted to do that was going to serve me, that felt valuable and interesting and, you know, was things that I, that I really wanted to be a part of versus all the things I was overextending myself, trying to maximize myself from the point of view of uh, a scarcity mindset um, in 2020. So what's the opportunity there? What did you not miss this year? What do you have more respect for? Is it your time? Is it your energy? Is it your body? Right? Is it is it the, your local relationships? What is it that you feel like you want to care more about and learn from in terms of your priorities? Okay. So what's something that you thought you'd miss but you did not miss? And then lastly, you have all of this data, right? Stuff that fills you up, stuff that taxes you, stuff that you were surprised wasn't as important as you thought it was. And we want to move forward with that. But this is where we get a little stuck. is because we convince ourselves that we have very little control over what our lives look like. So think about this question. Moving forward, what's the stuff that you can control? And what can you not control? So for example, maybe your job requires you to commute and one of the things you're dreading is having to commute again. Well, maybe that's not something you can control right now, but you can control looking for a new job, right? 
you can control how much you schedule your free time. You can control the time you're putting into the studio. So recognize what you can control and what you cannot. Oftentimes people convince themselves that they cannot control something when they can. And they are trying to control something that they actually cannot. So recognizing the difference is huge for making change. Okay. So to review, here are those four questions. What did you realize you needed in order to thrive creatively? What fueled you this year? What filled you up? Look at that list and assign a value. What's the stuff that really, really fueled you and filled you up? And what's the stuff that was like, you know, some maintenance that you did during the week that was more minor? What taxed you creatively this year? What's something you thought you'd miss, but you didn't miss at all? And then moving forward, what is it you can control? And what is it that you cannot control? Okay, use those as a guide to think about what you actually want for yourself over the next year in your post-pandemic creative life. It's a totally tough question, but this, these are your values. This is what's important to you. And letting those guide how you make decisions and how you use your time is so, so key. Taking a minute to think about is the first step and asking for what you want and creating what you want in your life. So give it a try. Okay, guys, I hope I see you June 6th, Artist Speed Dating Night at the school. It's going to be great. And uh, I'll be there. So maybe we can talk about you and your work. That's all. Have a great week. Bye-bye. If you want to dig deeper into some of the ideas we talked about here today, you have to come check out my new school for artists at amightypractice.com. We offer classes and coaching to give artists of all levels what they need to get started and stay motivated in their creative work. Find out more by going to amightypractice.com or stay in touch with what we're doing by signing up for our bi-weekly newsletter. Thanks, y'all.